From Harris Studios, this is Accounting for Tomorrow, an accounting and advisory services podcast for community leaders with a passion for change, who are ready to look past the numbers and ensure that today's planning efforts create success for tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Josh Tyree, CEO at Harris CPAs. I'm here with Robert Shappy, COO. And we're here to talk today about tax season and why extending your tax return can actually be a really good thing. I know most people, when they think about tax season, they hear that term or busy season, and they traditionally think about CPAs cramming in a ton of the work. I think historically, you almost get 50 to 60% of your work in a CPA firm done in the two and a half month stretch. But things have changed recently through the pandemic. We've had uh, legislative acts, the IRS, states. Everyone's kind of throwing curveballs at CPAs, and it's really prolonged or extended the tax season. And we just kind of wanted to spend some time today about extending tax returns and the pros of what that entails and what goes into the return. So sometimes clients are hesitant to extend their tax return. Maybe, Robert, you can give us a few reasons why. Yeah, thanks, Josh. I think really, I hear a lot of clients talk about risk. And I think, you know, at the outset, people are concerned about the risk that it causes by filing an extension. And, you know, they just want to make sure that their tax returns are not put under any additional review because they're extended or anything like that. And I think that, you know, we can assure you that the IRS does not review extended returns. They do not look at them any differently than a regularly filed return that was filed by the first due date for those uh, returns. So I think that that's the first thing that I would say to put clients' minds at ease. They are not going to become an audit candidate because they've extended their return. It is a normal part of the process, and that's why the IRS puts it in place. I think over the last several years, we've been exposed to a pretty dramatic time when it comes to tax law and legislation. And so the first thing that I would tell clients uh, why it's a good thing to extend your tax return is because more and more we're seeing clients with more and more complex things in their tax return. And that complexity is because there's been so many legislative changes. You know, the current state of politics in our nation is pretty divisive and There are lots of delays. Congress is trying to pass laws after the end of the year. And so we've seen a lot of legislative changes that have come down after the original filing date. And so I think it's important to look at each tax return and assess whether or not there may potentially be an impact because of a legislative change. It is not uncommon to see Congress change a law that was passed several years ago. So I, th- I think that's a really interesting point. Probably about five, six years ago, right, there was a lot of talk about simplifying the tax return, right? They haven't came out with the first, you know, one page, you know, front page of some of the individual returns that, that were supposedly supposed to simplify it, but it did almost anything except simplify the tax return and just made it more and more complicated. That's exactly right. I mean, I rem- I remember those years, right? We had House Ways and Means Committee putting out their postcard tax return that they were going to do. Well, completely the opposite thing that's happened. We've seen more and more complexity every single year and more and more unsure 
about what things are going to be treated, how different laws are going to be interpreted. I mean, that would be the second thing. So we have all these legislative changes that are happening, and we're just not sure what might change. And then second, the IRS, because of their constrained capacity, is really having a hard time with giving us guidance. And so for the last couple of years, we've seen extensive IRS regulations come out after the deadline. And this just, it's very hard for us to do our job when we don't know exactly how something should be put on the form. It's not that we don't understand the law or what it's trying to accomplish, but just merely the forms take time for the IRS to interpret, to come out with guidance. Sometimes they have to modify the form. And so I think it's just a really good thing if you're in that situation where you've got something that is open to interpretation Let's just put a pause on it, put an extension in. Like I said, it doesn't cause any additional risk. You're not subjecting your return to any additional audit because of it. There's no extra review. And so let's just file the extension. They're very easy to file and put ourselves on a path to making sure that we get it right the first time. So, you know, I think when we first started our careers, legislation would come out of the IRS on tax law and tax changes, you know, three, four months ahead of the year end. And we used to, to learn about it, digest it. The IRS would go through it. And then you'd do tax planning in the fall. And then it would go into the beginning of the year. That legislation is now coming out December, if we're lucky, if not January. But then you also have the state impact. So maybe talk a little bit about how that ripple effect really pushes into our traditional tax season. For sure. I mean, I think the state has to conform to federal law or not conform. And so there are additional questions that have to be asked on any new law that's put into place, whether or not Idaho or any other state for that matter is going to confirm to what the IRS is saying. And in many instances, they do not. And oftentimes, we don't get that information until well into the filing season. They also, from a regulatory perspective, a lot of times, because they're left with last minute changes, they're updating their forms and we don't even get forms that we can use. So we have to wait. So, Yeah, I think we're recording this right now in March and there are still several states and different types of forms for particular people that are not released yet. So even if you were ready, you still can't file your tax return for some people. You know, others can, but th that ripple effect has just been pushing out longer and longer and longer into the tax season. That's completely true. I mean, as we sit here today, there are many states where the forms have not been approved yet. So we, even if we wanted to file, we couldn't. So it definitely puts a, a cog in the wheel, you know, slows things down. For us, you know, from a productivity standpoint, we like to spend time on returns and look at those returns and make sure that we get everything filed correctly. And if we were to try to bifurcate that process and file some states but not others, it just becomes more difficult to make sure that everything is done correctly and right the first time, which is our main goal. I think that brings us to another reason why sometimes extending returns is a really good thing. I think if you look at most CPA firms across the country, you'll notice that a lot of their mistakes are made in the last week or two coming up to the April 15th or even, you know, end first of April kind of deadlines that they have, partially because they're cramming all that work, trying to get it done and not taking the right time and the due diligence to go through the return. So maybe talk a little bit about 
why extending that tax return and what that additional time allows you as a tax preparer to do when you're preparing the tax return. Yeah, when we look at an engagement for a client and we're trying to assess when we're going to complete that engagement, we take into account the skill set required to perform that engagement. So, and what that means is we just want to get you know, the right person on the engagement so that they can work on it. You know, people have different experiences and are experts in different areas. And so depending on the type of return or the issues that are brought forth, we want to make sure that we get that right person on that engagement. And, you know, if we have been working extra in the spring and we're coming up against the deadline, yeah, we're human. I mean, there are times where we make more mistakes and that is historically, you know, those those first couple of weeks right before the deadline is when we are <laughs> our most tired and we're definitely more susceptible to making mistakes. Now we here at the firm, we put in processes to ensure that doesn't happen. We have, you know, duplicate reviews and we have other uh, processes in place to make sure that everything is looked at. But just from an efficiency standpoint and making sure that we do the best job that we can do. I've talked to many clients where I've said, look, filing by that first date is not the most important thing when you're thinking about filing a tax return. What is the most important thing is that you've got an accurate tax return. And oftentimes, it takes a little extra time to make sure that we've gotten all the information, that we've processed it, that we've put everything in the right place, that we've done our due diligence to make sure that your compliance document is accurate. Yeah, I think too, also that extra time gives us the ability to come up with maybe some ideas or some different strategies that when you're just rushing to meet a deadline, sometimes you don't have the time necessary to think about those kind of items. 100% agree. I mean, as CPAs, those are the kinds of things that I think our clients want from us more than just the compliance document is that review to look at the situation and make sure that there aren't alternative ways that we could report the income that would come out with a better result. And a better result sometimes is more tax, sometimes it's less tax. It just depends on what the specific client objective is. And so Definitely, if we have a little extra time to look at those things, we can really spend some time to look at the return and see there's things that we can do even during the filing season that can change a tax return dramatically. We can file method changes. We can do different sorts of things on how we're going to report the income. And all of those things can be done during that tax return prep process. And if we're rushed to try to get it done by that date, we don't have nearly as much time to evaluate those options. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, trying to extract the most value you can out of the tax return process. So I was on a group, someone over there referred to that April 15th, not as necessarily a tax deadline, but what he called as a reconciliation date. So there are some things that you have to do by April 15th if you're a taxpayer. Maybe go over what what you need to do and why it's not really a deadline, but as he, if I'm going to steal his terminology, as a reconciliation kind of timeline. Yeah, exactly. When you approach the tax filing deadline for most jurisdictions, just because you extend the time to file the return, it does not necessarily mean that you're extending the time to pay the tax that may be due on the return. And so oftentimes, the different jurisdictions require that you have an accurate estimate of what the tax is going to be at that time and make a payment. And so what we do is 
For a lot of clients, those payments can be based on the prior year. So as long as they've paid in their estimated payments and we know that their income is up a little bit, we can adjust those estimates and make sure that they get a proper amount paid in. Ultimately, when the return is filed, it'll be reconciled and they'll either owe some or they'll get a refund on some. But by paying the tax, then we can minimize any associated penalties if we underpay it. And so it's important to make sure that we get the majority of that tax paid in, especially for individuals. And that makes it where you have a valid extension. And at the end, when we do file the return, if there is some tax that is owed, typically you will owe some interest on the amount that is there. And you know, which seems logical because you had the money during that period of time. And the interest rate is fairly competitive. I mean, they they don't uh, gouge us too bad with that. So I would say uh, a lot of my clients prefer that because they want to use their funds as much as they can in their businesses and and, uh, not pay it into the IRS before the actual filing date. So you have the tax due. If I'm a small business or company and I have kind of retirement plans set up, do I have to make those retirement payments before 415 or what's the timing on those? Right. Most businesses and individuals have certain things that they can do to reduce their taxes. And those oftentimes, like you said, retirement contributions are a big one for self-employed individuals and for businesses. So if they have a retirement plan like that, they're not required to make their matching contributions or their contributions for the owners until the tax return filing date as extended. So if you want to delay making those contributions, you're able to do that if you've extended your return. And for instance, uh, most small businesses are pass-throughs, S-corporations or partnerships, and they have all the way up until September 15th to make those additional payments, which might help them out with cash flow. So it's definitely another benefit to filing an extension. That's, that's great. So all those items that we kind of discussed about extending your tax return, those, those really apply every year, you know, each and every year. I know this year in particular, related to 2022, one specific thing that came out was the research and development expenses. And maybe just get an idea of, I think, talking to a lot of clients about why they should extend related to that specific rule. And it's something just new to the 2022 tax year. So maybe give us a little highlight of that and why that is. Yeah, so tax legislation was passed. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passed a legislation that required beginning with tax years that begin in 2022. So that would be the filing season that we're going through right now. Companies that have research and development expenses, whether or not they take the research and development credit, are required to capitalize those expenses and depreciate them or amortize them over five years. So that is a unfavorable thing for the taxpayer. They're basically required to take a deduction that for expenses that they had in the current year over a five-year period. We know from the work that we've done watching Congress that this is a very unpopular provision. I think on both sides, the political spectrum, Democrats and Republicans both are in favor of reversing this decision. And so it was something that was planned to be addressed, but you know how politics are. Things get delayed and we passed a year end. Nothing has changed in that regard. And so we expect our you know, CPA lobby is hard 
at work trying to convince legislators that we need to change this rule because it's it's really an unfavorable rule for a lot of taxpayers. And so we're watching very closely the House Ways and Means Committee, and we're watching the House in general to see if we think that this rule may be changed. I think right now our society and consensus among a lot of the firms is that there is a good opportunity that this could be changed. And we don't want to file those returns if we're going to have to just then go back and amend them to add those deductions. It's just not very proficient to do it that way. So we think that there's a very good chance that when Congress has to deal with the debt ceiling, that this provision in tax law will come up and will be used as a bargaining chip. And so we're we're very hopeful that that will get changed. We think there's a good possibility. So we have advised all of our clients that have expenses in this arena to delay their filing so that we can make sure that if it is corrected, that we make the appropriate change on their return and not have them pay in tax that they're ultimately not due. Excellent. I think these are all great reasons why extending your tax return is a good idea, especially for a lot of people, you know, that being able to take the time to to work through these, to get better advice, to do more of a detailed review, to just make better overall decisions for the taxpayer. Definitely extending it helps that with the time. I know just from a internal standpoint, from the profession, what has gone on in the past with busy season, if you look into the future, it's hard to see that continuing. We are definitely a people-driven business. And I just just read an article the other day, or maybe about a month ago, that said close to 300,000 CPAs left the profession in total. And a lot of it is because of what they would coin the black hole, the two and a half months of just hours, you know, late into the night, not seeing their families. And so for us internally, trying to find ways to spread the work out throughout the year and take care of our people so that we can train them better to have a higher level of quality so that we can and uh, improve the accuracy of our returns and really our advice, being advisors with our clients is important to us. And to be able to do that, we have to find clients, understand the benefits of extending their return and, and allowing us to spend the right amount of time and, and get the, the highest quality out of it. Yeah, I agree totally. I mean, I think that, you know, you brought up the training. I think that training is a good opportunity as well. You know, as we extend those returns, it gives us an opportunity to work with our staff in a capacity that we get to spend more time with them to make sure that they understand everything that we're doing. And then that gives us a higher quality product in the long run. I think one of the most important things and what we try to do here as much as possible is really it all comes down to communication, right? Like you said, we're in a people business. We're here to help our clients with their problems and help them with achieving their goals. And so what I encourage everybody in the firm is to just reach out and have a conversation. Clients, if you are curious about this, we understand it's human nature to want to check the box and get things done. But it's sometimes a little bit better to take that extra time to make sure that we get to a good place and we get a good result for our clients. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the podcast. We enjoyed talking about the reconciliation day or extending your your deadline coming up and hopefully try to explain the value of what you can get out of extending your return and why we look at returns in that way and why we try and do that. So thanks. Thank you for listening to Harris CPA's Accounting for Tomorrow. Stay tuned for new episodes each month. Podcasts are also available on our website at harriscpas.com slash podcasts. 
Any accounting, business, or tax advice contained in this podcast is not intended as a thorough, in-depth analysis of specific issues, nor a substitute for a formal opinion, nor is it sufficient to avoid tax-related penalties. If you'd like, Harris CPAs would be pleased to perform the research and provide you with a detailed analysis of your specific situation. Oh, 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 oh,